This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Jenks, I feel like this music should have been playing underneath the video of LeBron James going absolutely bonkers <laughs> when he thinks the refs missed a call in that overtime thriller uh, between the Lakers and the Celtics. Listen, LeBron James looks like he was like in a, a period piece in like a Western <laughs> where his entire family was just murdered. You should see the dramatics that he portrayed. And I urge you, if you have not watched this video, just search LeBron James on any platform. You will find it. My goodness. What a performance <laughs> by the king. I mean, I I am not a LeBron apologist. He is right that he was absolutely foul on that play. <laughs> like, that was a terrible <laughs> non-call. But, yes, his reaction was oscar worthy it's like lebron i get it you're frustrated and then i saw that he said this is gonna cause a lot of sleepless nights i'm like it is no it's not like this one play in the regular season when you already playing a bad team is gonna cost you a lot of sleepless nights like okay it's a terrible call i get that you haven't got a lot of calls this season that you think you should get but the the acting here the drama and then the uh, it's gonna cost some sleepless nights all right dude like i would temper that just a little bit as a parent here's what i take away from this when your okay. kid throws a tantrum and you give into it because here's the thing mm -hmm. lebron normally gets the calls because he's the superstar yeah. and that's how the nba works but when they keep throwing tantrums and you keep rewarding them by giving them the calls, you're not going to stop it. And it's all, <laughs> you know, rolled into this super tantrum that we saw this weekend by LeBron James. So NBA, this is on you. You've been allowing these tantrums and here you go. The worst tantrum of them all. Even though you see the evidence, you're like, hey, maybe he's not wrong, but I don't think it warranted this type of reaction because LeBron's not letting this go. He posted to no. his Instagram story, you know, you know, just hours ago, uh, a still shot of, I believe it was Jason Tatum, like slapping his arm. And he said, huh, nice block, Jason Tatum. And then like upset face or like, you know, unamused face. Right. So LeBron's not letting this go anytime soon. He's in his feelings right now. He's not helping himself. He needs to let this. And also during that whole kerfuffle where you've got the Lakers losing their minds and the game is over, you've got Pat Beverly who is bringing a camera onto the floor and showing the referees <laughs> if they miss. Do it's you think nice this touch. is going to help? Yeah, you think this is going to help? <laughs> like, I'm so over Pat Beverly who is a very good defensive player, but now he's known for just being this guy who's – knocking people over, trying to agitate, showing the referees, oh, you missed this. Do you think that's going to really help your cause? Like, it was an obvious missed call, and the NBA referees admitted as much after the game. There's no way they were going to get away from that. But if you're throwing a tantrum on the floor, if you're LeBron, then you got a teammate coming over and saying, oh, you missed this, you missed this. And then LeBron, days later, is still – posting about this like a you got to move on because it's a long season you're not even at the all-star break yet and then secondly you're antagonizing the referees days after the fact it's not going to end well if you keep doing that well and also they had the wrong choice of teammate like don't get pat bev to do this do somebody yes. who the refs don't hate already because yes. if you're a ref and you see pat bev marching up to you, you're like oh brother this ought to be good you gotta pick somebody else right 
Exactly. You get some guy <laughs> like, you know what? Get like Rui Achimura. Like Ryan. anyone, anyone. And, and the guy comes off the bench. He doesn't really have a reputation with the officials. And he says, hey, I, I, just, I know you guys are busy. I just, I just want to help you out. I think you, obviously your decision, uh, you, you may have missed this call. You get someone who is not on their radar. Like Pat Bell, the, the, one of the biggest agitators <laughs> in the NBA. Oh, great choice, guys. Who do we need to talk to the officials here? Hmm, let's see. The one, Pat, how about you? You have a good reputation. You never bother anyone. Like, what are you guys doing? Right. Imagine trying to settle an argument like with your significant other and you're like, let's bring in Pat Bev to be the logical, um, you know, cooler head in this discussion. Yeah. No, it doesn't work like that, fam. Uh, all right. So we're trying to spin this forward. I was trying to think, is there any kind of way that we can take this information to our advantage and say, well, mm. LeBron's still pouting. Like, how can we use this in today's slate? Because the Lakers are playing. They're on the road at the Nets. However, the problem is we don't know who's exactly playing. Anthony Davis is out for this game. LeBron looks like he's out for this game as well. And Ben Simmons is questionable. And so we don't have a total and we don't have a side. So Jenks, do you have any kind of angle on this game or should we just move on? If you want to move on, I'm fine. I would say the only thing I would say is this, is that it looks like that, obviously, as you mentioned, LBJ's out, AD's out for the Lakers. So this is a big number, but also Ben Simmons questionable for this game for Brooklyn. And the Lakers are 0-4-1 against the number in their last five without LeBron in the lineup when they're on the road. I, I think the case is for the Nets, but the number's too big. So I'm like you, I'm staying away. Well, it's just from a logic standpoint. If there's not a price on the game and we don't know who's playing, like maybe find something else because you don't even have all the puzzle pieces. How are you yeah. expected to complete the puzzle, which is really the case for a lot of NBA games? Uh, let's go to Philadelphia. We've got the Sixers laying 10.5 against the Magic. Total off the board right now. Uh, but this is a big number to lay against a Magic team that we personally like betting on this show. So, Jinx. Are you rolling with the magic here, getting all the points? I sure am. I think this is definitely a spot where you bet the magic. And now is the time to do it. I think there's a really, really big possibility that Joe Embiid does not play. He's coming off that monster performance, 47 mm -hmm. points against the Nuggets on Saturday, making his case for MVP against the Joker. But he's questionable right now with a sore foot. And I know it's been a couple games, but... If you're questionable, you're Joel Embiid, obviously has that history of foot problems, and you're taking on the Magic, isn't this the perfect time to rest him against a bad Magic team when you can still win this game without Embiid on the floor? The Magic are 8-2 and two in their last 10 road games against teams with winning records. They tend to step up in this spot. So I think this spread is way too high. I think that Joel Embiid does not play, and this spread goes down, so I would grab Magic plus 10.5. Yeah, I think so as well. Even though the last time these two uh, squared off, it was a very lopsided Sixers win, 133-103. to 103. But the other two matchups in their last three, neither of those games were decided by 10 points. I think this is yeah. a Magic team that is getting healthier. Their young stars are actually playing. Uh, even though they've split the last two games against the spread, eight and a half's a lot, or 10 and a half, excuse me, is a lot of points. And like you said, maybe you can get ahead of this one if you bet this one before Joel Embiid is announced out because that's half the battle in the NBA is trying to project who's actually going to play. Uh, let's go to Oklahoma City. We've got the Warriors and the Thunder where Golden State three and a half point road favorites. Jenks, how do you make a case for betting on the Warriors on the road? 
They have been abysmal on the road this season. I'll say one thing. The Warriors are actually playing with a little bit of urgency now. We saw that after the uh, the Grizzlies game where that one came yeah. down to the wire. And they said as much. They said, listen, we got to start winning games. It doesn't matter who it's against. We just need to stack some wins here. So maybe that's the case for picking the Warriors here. But still, I think I'm rolling with Oklahoma City. Yeah, there's no way I'm betting the Warriors here. I, I love Oklahoma City here in, in a big way. As we know, the Warriors stink against the number on the road. They're awful. 7-16, and 16, worst mark in the entire NBA. And if you look at Oklahoma City, Chelsea, we keep talking about it on the show, just doing, doing yeoman's work in the NBA. They're 8-0-1 against the spread in their last nine games against teams with a winning record. And I... I think this is going to be my best bet. There's only one hockey game on the slate tonight. I may or may not bet it, but I really like the Warriors at home. They've been an absolute machine. And again, against a, against a Golden State team that just never gets it done away from home, I think OKC is the play here. Yeah, Oklahoma City 9-1 and one against the spread in their last 10 games on an absolute covering tear. Of course, the one time I bet on them uh, is the one time that they didn't cover, so maybe I'm the problem. But still, Oklahoma City is a team that should not be ignored, especially with what SGA can do on a daily basis. So one of the premier scorers in the NBA. I believe he's still averaging over 30 points a game. So I'll take SGA in the Thunder, getting the three and a half at home. Next up, let's go to the Kings and the T-Wolves. This one is a shorter spread as we have Minnesota uh, minus one and a half at home. Total 236 and a half. Jenks, we talk about on trustworthy teams. Feel like mm-hmm. these are two that I don't really love trusting. I think I would give the gentle nudge to the Kings. I feel like they're a little bit better, but um, I don't know. I feel like this spread is pretty close for a reason. Yeah, and it's weird because they played Saturday night. Minnesota won that game, would have covered this number, but obviously it's a different game. It's a different night, and I, I just like the way Minnesota's playing right now. So I would give the gentle nudge to the T Wolves. They've won five of six, four no against the number in their last four games at home. I think this game opened as a pickup. Money immediately hammered the Timberwolves. So you get Timberwolves money line minus 120, or I wouldn't mind laying the one and a half. I, I'm going against the BetQL five-star best bet today, which is to take the Kings and the money line. But I think the T-Wolves are the right side. That would be my lane. I'm looking at that last game because I do think it's kind of a gift when you have a team that are uh, a matchup where it's the same matchup the second night yeah. in a row. The Timberwolves shot 52% from the field and 45% from the three-point line, shooting 17 of 37 from the three-point line. So they made 17 threes. Uh, Looking at the Kings in that one, only shot 27% from the three-point line and 45% from the field. So one would think there would be like a bit of regression when it comes to some of those threes made with the T-Wolves. So I think I'm leaning towards the Kings. But like I said, these are not two teams that I absolutely love trusting. Let's go to San Antonio Spurs Wizards. I know everybody's itching for us to talk about this game. We've got Washington minus five and a half. Uh, Not seeing a total. Jenks, you going with the hometown squad on the road here? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's the right (laughs) side, I think. Wizards, Spurs. God, do I really want to lay five and a half of the Wizards? Yeah, they've won five straight, but Kristaps Porzingis is not in the lineup. I think I would look at the over here is what I would look at. The total is set at 234 and a half. I know that's high, but listen, the over has cashed in 16 of the last 20 Spurs games. 
I mean, unbelievable. And that's because they're far and away the worst defensive team in the league. I think the Wizards oh, are the yeah. right side. But I, the over is the way to go here because it doesn't matter who's starting for the Wizards. I know Kristaps isn't going to play, but Bradley Beal's back in the lineup. Had a nice get, uh, nice effort from Daniel Gafford last time out. Whatever. Whoever plays is going to score because the Spurs are so bad defensively. So I'd go over. Yeah, I'm not sure that Porzingis isn't going to play. It says he's questionable. Uh, in oh, some places right. I've seen upgraded to probable. Uh, so I'd be with you on the over because, like you said, San Antonio does not play a lick of defense. But I would imagine that's why the Wizards are, Wizards are favored in this one by so much, which, you know, it's so much because they are still the Wizards. I think Porzingis is in a nice spot if he does play uh, for a big day when it comes to daily fantasy. I think he's one of the guys that are projected to have one of the biggest nights in the NBA because Spurs are so bad defensively and even uh, against the, the opposing big men that they have faced. So I would be on the Wizards here. The Spurs, you can't really make a case for them. Like maybe they come to play today, but they have lost four, uh, five straight, straight up, and then four straight against the number. So not only are they losing games, they're not covering big spreads. They got 13 and a half against the Clippers, did not cover that one. Got eight and a half against the Blazers, did not cover that one. So me thinks you probably shouldn't put your money on the Spurs. It could be wrong, though. Uh, let's go to the Pistons and the Mavs. Speaking of bad teams in the NBA, the Pistons are one of those. Uh, we've got Dallas laying eight and a half at home. Uh, the Mavericks, however, have not been a good covering team at home. Uh, one of the worst covering teams in the league at home. But the Pistons are god-awful. I think the only time you play the Pistons are when they are playing the Nets. For some reason, that's the only time they can cover a number. Jenks, can you make a case for the Pistons here, or are you rolling with Dallas? God, I would lean Pistons plus eight. Now, here's the thing. Dallas, it just they're as bad as it gets in the NBA when it comes to covering the number. They are the worst team overall, 17-32-2 this season. Pistons are not much better, 21-27-3 against the spread. And when they're playing at home, the Mavericks just have not played good basketball in Dallas, they're straight up. They're two and three in their last five when playing at home. So, I would lean Pistons until I see that the Mavs can play better at home. I, I really don't want to grab points with Detroit. I don't want to play this game, but I would lean Pistons just because the Mavs just are not good at covering and they have not been good at home. Yeah, I think uh, the line. I think the question mark in this one is Luca. Like we're not sure if Luca's yeah. playing. So I think when you have that many questions and you have to put your faith in the Pistons, that's going to be a no for me, dog. Uh, the last couple games on the schedule, we have Toronto at Phoenix, Atlanta at Portland. Jenks, are you interested in either of those games? No, I'm not. But I'll give you a lean nonetheless. I actually like. Here's the thing. I take that back. I like the Blazers here, minus two and a half, just because it looks like Trey Young is questionable for this game. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.